overkill, profusion, excess, surplus, too much, abundance. When it comes to the body of Christ, God is just a big show-off, heaping spiritual gifts on His people in an embarrassment of riches. I'm Laura Pace. And I'm Jessica Denny. You're listening to Embarrassment of Riches, where we explore the wisdom, passion, power, and grace that God has showered on the women of Dallas Bible. Hey, Laura. Hello. How's it going? I am good this evening. We're doing it a little bit earlier than we normally do. I know, so be ready. And yes. I haven't even offered anyone wine. I know. I will right. in a minute. We may, we'll hear a door open and close whenever I go and get wine. Hopefully none will be dropped on the carpet this time. I hope not. Well, we're, we're, uh, we're glad to have you join us. Cindy. Hello. You're going to have to say your last name for me. Helmuth. Helmuth. So the U is long. It is. Okay. Helmuth. So we're, we're talking to Cindy Helmuth tonight. And we're excited to have you join us on Embarrassment of Riches. Uh, we Cindy were, is air dancing. You yes. can't see this, but I know. she is air dancing and excited one of, to One be of these here. times we're going to have to do it like live. Yeah, yeah that's a, right. A, the, a, the live, the you live, can do Facebook live. No, no. <laughs> no, I, I wish we could have had the dance. I think people would have benefited from but that. But Cindy was just kind of asking us how we ended up here. Uh, or how, how we ended up doing this podcast, yes. and we talked about Kristen Poole's post on Facebook about wanting to just kind of explore the embarrassment of riches that we have at DBC, and so Laura yes. and I are super podcast junkies, and um, we thought this will be so fun, yes. so that's basically And I also didn't finish saying that Jessica came up with the idea of naming it Embarrassment of Riches. Based on Kristen Fool's original I think, post. I feel like I should have had more bling on then. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. All. I, I With riches. Yeah, you should have I'm not super even wearing makeup, but um, because you and I don't know each other as well as some of our previous guests, I am wearing pants, where previously oh. I had been wearing pajamas. Let's make okay. it clear. In all <laughs> recordings, <laughs> Jessica Denny was wearing pants. They, were okay. just, they just weren't real pants. They were like pajama, pajama pants. pants. Okay. That's right. Okay. But today, I felt like you deserved the, the, whole, the whole outfit. Like, the whole outfit. Yeah. Minus You're, shoes. Minus yeah. shoes. That's right. I am and, and no makeup. Here. And definitely no makeup. But. You're welcome to take your shoes off if you would like to. Um, so when we, Jessica and I have been just kind of throwing out names of people we think would be fun to interview. We've been asking for recommendations from other people. And um, you came from within us and recommended. So we're very excited oh, to Oh, wow. I have to have my A game. That's right. Yeah. Wait, you guys better do a good straight. job. Okay. It's called Embarrassment of Riches, so you got to deliver. Okay. That's right. <laughs> um, so I can't... Did I give you the questions beforehand? You did, but you said that those sometimes are deviated from. Yes. And it's a loosey-goosey kind of a That's thing. That's right. So... I didn't like write them down. No, no, no we don't want to. We, we, don't want we, we just didn't want you to be put on the spot when we do Bible trivia at the end. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Old Testament or new? <laughs> but we're going Leviticus. No, there is no Bible <laughs> trivia. I just read that. <laughs> oh, that would be good. Oh, wow. I don't think I can say that about all of Leviticus. Genesis, Exodus. No, Leviticus. I think I quit after Exodus <laughs> when I was trying to read the whole Bible. That's a a common jump off point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I might have made it to numbers, but numbers definitely sealed the deal where I was like, (laughs) I'm out, I'm out. Anyway, well, um, we always start with how the questions start, which is just your basic bio um, about about your life, a little bit about your childhood. I was born a small black child. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I'm glad that that was (laughs) Yeah, I I got the reference. Otherwise, you'd have been like, woo. Um, I'm from Northern Indiana, Goshen, which is like all of eh, 10 miles from Michigan. Okay. If that gives you a point of reference. Uh-huh. About 100 miles east of Chicago. I just, I'm just hearing cold. Yeah. yeah. Lots of snow because of Lake Michigan. Okay. So we get lake effect snow. So my poor I've family, never even heard the expression lake effect snow. Yeah. I was I have just nodding my head. Like, I have yeah, heard the expression. Heard. We all know what purpose you've heard. Purpose driven life. I've heard that. No, expression. it was just purpose driven. <laughs> I have heard the expression purpose driven. She's making fun of me right now, Sydney. This is how we do. <laughs> well, I know that book. I have it my house. So does Laura. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, do you want to borrow it? No, I'm good. I, okay. I think I read it. 
I read it a, about ten years ago with everybody else. Um, so you were saying, grew up in lake effects. Like lake, lake, lake effects snow. snow. It's when the water and the air temperature are not the same, and so then as the air goes across the water and the water's warmer than the air, then it produces snow. So you have system snow, which is the storm coming through. Then after that, you get lake effect snow, which usually doubles the amount of snowfall that you would have. That, that just all snow. sounds horrible. It's they don't have lake effect snow in Louisiana either. I am Texas no. girl. We barely get snow snow. Yeah, we yeah. don't get that either. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not missing snow or lake effect snow. Yeah. So. But does the heat bother you here in the summer? No. Oh, good. Me either. No. Um, we kind of took the attitude of we just have more indoor time in the opposite season. There you go. So we used to hole up during the winter, and now occasionally hole up a little in the summer. But mm-hmm. I'd rather be too most hot of the than year, too cold. And still, most of the year, it's downright pleasant. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you do have bigger bugs. Yes. So yeah, we do have that. And I, I have a spray guy, so it's good. There you go. That's right. You've you, solved. You've solved living in Texas. I have. That's right. So she's learned to be content in all today, circumstances. I saw something on the rug, and I thought, oh my gosh, is that a bug? It was a piece of chocolate. <laughs> hey, win-win. Not a bug, and it's chocolate. I'm like, oh, chocolate, and I ate it. Yeah. Okay, that, okay, are you ready? Are, oh, you, are you ready? Edit alert. It's an edit alert. That's right. But you, you eating chocolate off the floor reminded me of what happened to me at work today. So, previously at work, I have been caught in the elevator sucking honey off of my shirt. <laughs> Because I eat, like, scarf food in the car on the way to work, like, and honey dripped on my shirt. And so I was, like, just trying to suck it off. Just keeping it classy. Just trying to keep it classy. Want to present yourself nice and clean. (laughs) That's right. And so I got caught doing that, which was embarrassing. Um, And and then today we're sitting at lunch with the drug rep, and one of my coworkers gets up across the room and, like, comes and picks something out of my hair. And I thought, like, maybe there was a fuzz. No, it was a piece of feta cheese. Nice. Oh, a whole, whole piece of feta I just, cheese. I had feta cheese in my hair. <laughs> how did you classic. get it up there? I don't know. I don't know. How, I'm does, not, she, how does she get honey sucked off of her shirt? It's just, that's right. It's just Jay Diddy. It's right. I'm like, when you see Hank after he's eating a graham cracker and he has, like, a full circle mm-hmm. of graham cracker, like, dry graham cracker just has a full circle still. He's seven years old. That. He does it every time. But I'm like, now I know. It's like he gets those genes from me. those genes. I'm a messy eater. I get feta cheese in my hair. That turn stock. (laughs) Did you eat it, though? No. I didn't eat it. (laughs) But I might have had I found the feta cheese and not a water. Yeah. yeah, no, I have moments where I said, shock myself. At here, give me that. Throw that back on my I salad. I put that there for later. Yeah, yes. <laughs> for yeah you, just, you were storing that chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yes, so. So um, how'd y'all end up here from way up there? Well, um, originally, my daughters, I have twin daughters. One of them. I'm trying to not make big cop noises by coughing into this pillow. It may happen periodically. Sorry. (laughs) You are just coughing at my answer. (laughs) No, I have a lot. I've had a lot. Thinking about twins gets me a little choked up, too. (laughs) I mean, twins makes me nervous. Uh, Anyhow, one of them went to Valparaiso University, and because it's a Lutheran school, which we didn't even really know at the time, um, there was a gentleman there from Texas, and they dated all through college, got married afterward, Lived in Chicago for a few years, and then he said, I'd really like to go back to Texas. So she came in the summer of 14. She called her twin, who was in San Francisco, said, hey, why don't you come too? And Ariel, my daughter, said, why not? I can never afford real estate out here. I think I'm ready for a change. And so she uh, came down, had some interviews. She's a engineer, a construction engineer. Had some interviews, got a job. She came. And they said, Mom, why don't you come? And I said, no. Hmm. There's some things about Texas that, okay, I'll just put it out there. It seems like everyone in Texas really loves Texas a lot. So when you're from yeah, Texas Indiana, 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 you're Texas forever, like, baby. Because what's there not to love, Cindy? Well, I've never <laughs> been here ever, ever. Now you're Texas forever. And so <laughs> I I guess so. I've got on my revived Texas yeah, shirt. Yeah, you sure so. do. So um, we had come to visit, but... Didn't even think about it. My husband and I kind of like South Carolina. We thought, oh, if we ever move, we'd go there. Because mm-hmm. they have like the still beach four mountains. seasons. Mm-hmm. They have beach mountains. 
But um, we got to be part of Revive Indiana, the 52 days, which I don't know if you're aware, that's the first revival they ever did that went for more than a week. And so at the end of that, I just had a real passion to seek the Lord. And so I started praying, Lord, what's next for us? And then God just lined things up, just boom, 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 boom. And within, from the time that, that God impressed upon me that we need to pray about possibly going to Texas, I think it was only 11 days later that my husband had a job offer. Oh, wow. So we were down here then maybe six weeks later. So I used to wow. wake up in the morning and go, wait, I live in Texas. Okay. <laughs> you went from no to six weeks being in a new it was, in this place. It was crazy fast. And I think that that was actually a gift from God because he knew I would freak out otherwise. Don't overthink it. Just so, make yeah. it happen real quick. <laughs> so it, just had, it was like all business, you know. Uh-huh. This, 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 get it done, and then wake up here one day. It's like, oh. So, so, so that was that 2014. That was in the. Uh, we arrived May 6th, which is Sunday. So Sunday we will have been here three years. So that oh, was 15. I didn't realize that you were that new to the area and that new to the church. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Well, I want to back up a little bit back to. Did you get me a three-year anniversary gift? I did. Is that that's a surprise? The, yeah. That's yes. A, there's confetti it's, falling from the ceiling. It's limelight. Yeah. And I have an amazing <laughs> opportunity to tell you. you. Thank you. <laughs> Introduce you to a whole new life. That's right. <laughs> it's too late for me. I already have wrinkles. <laughs> it's too late for me to, then, too, for sure. Um, well, I want to back up a little bit back to yes. childhood, teenage years, early adulthood, and hear a little bit more about that. Okay. Um, my folks were Christians. My All my grandparents were Christians. So... Uh, I grew up in the Mennonite Church, and for anyone who is not familiar, that has nothing to do with horse and buggies and dresses and black cars and coverings. It's just... I totally did not think that at all when I heard that Oh, term. hallelujah. <laughs> no, yeah, I totally did. I, I, that's what I <laughs> yeah. pictured in my head. Yeah. Little church history, the Anabaptist movement broke off, and the Mennonites were part of that. And then the Amish broke off of the Mennonites because the Mennonites weren't conservative enough for them. So, okay. and then there ended up being things in between, like conservative. The Mennonites were wild. Conservative Mennonites and beachy Amish. I'd say that the thing that has always distinguished the Mennonites is their pacifism stance. So during Vietnam, they were the guys doing one W service because they didn't believe in war. Okay. So um, it's evolved since then, and it. You know, at the church I came from, we had one family that had kids that joined the service, and they were welcomed and loved, and mm. so that's changed a little. But I, I would say, like, the Baptists, the Brethren, the Mennonites all kind of branched off and each had their own particular okay. thing that made them unique, and that would have been what the Mennonites were known for. Okay, and that's what so. you grew up in for how many years? For always. For always? Okay. Yeah. Even into adulthood? Well, until I got kicked out. Okay. Oh, let's hear about that. That sounds interesting. Like about that. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, you can't, you can't drop that little bomb and then move on from it. Well, you know, I was going to make something up, but I was afraid people would believe it, so I thought that. <laughs> yeah, people could stop listening at any That's time. That's why so. I, Laura suggested that we interview you, Cindy, and then I, I had met you like in the women's retreat meetings, but then I spoke to you at the women's retreat, and um, within like two minutes, I was like, oh yeah, this is yeah. going to work. Yes. <laughs> But what I was going to say was, when they found out about my weekend job. (laughs) Oh, gosh. That's the joke. In case case you're not our people. Like, like we we immediately get that. Oh, I get that. Yes. Okay. But it wasn't so your weekend job. Yes. um, You know, my name was Desiree, because that's desire with an E. There you go. No. Truthfully, um, I had gotten married, and... Um, I married a truck driver, and he just was never home. And I became more and more sad and lonely. And I don't want to excuse anything that I did. It was wrong and it was sinful. Mm-hmm. But um, I, there was someone at work that I decided that I was interested in. And I didn't want to go down the path of affairs and all of that. Mm-hmm. And so I left my husband 
and I started seeing this guy and he was also married and he left his wife and at that point is when I got called in and the Mennonite church used to be um, as a pendulum swings it used to be very much hellfire and brimstone mm. and so that was still at the tail end of that so I got called in and told that I was an adulteress and until I got up in front of the congregation and admitted my sin I was not welcome to come back and so that's I intense said, I said okay so um, yeah that that was Scott and he's actually my daughter's dad okay so um, we got married and yeah, I was gone from church for almost 11 years before God brought me back. Mm. Yeah. You can screw up your life quite a bit in 11 mm -hmm. years, so. So, yeah. Do you think that that stemmed out of being kicked out of the church, or? I would say that my view of God back then was that he was stern, and he frowned a lot, and he had big, gray, bushy eyebrows, and they were always, mm. you know scowling at me because I wasn't being just so mm -hmm. and so when I got kicked out I will tell you it almost felt like a relief because it's like okay now I don't have to live under this constant feeling of I'm not measuring up mm -hmm. and I'm not doing what's right and I can just be free to be me I gotta be me yeah well so, it was a scary it's not I mean it was a scary that was a scary place I wasn't a safe or maybe not scary but it wasn't safe it wasn't a free it didn't feel like he's it doesn't sound like you felt free there at all. You mean back in the church, like yeah. before you got kicked out, right? But I, which is a weird thing to say about church. Yeah, you know, I didn't. I I can't even tell you what my perception of the Lord was in relation to my folks' perception. They might be shocked if they knew that that's how I felt. Mm. But that's just, you know, this is back during the day of tent revivals and the guy standing up there preaching, you know, you're going to go to hell if you don't come up front here and accept the Lord. And so that was just always my perception of who he was. And, um, you know, now it's very different. Now they teach about a relationship with Jesus and, mm -hmm. and about his love and grace. And in fact, in the Mennonite church, the pendulum has gone too far the other direction. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, so during that time, um, I felt like I wasn't quite measuring up in my family and so and I also wasn't quite measuring up to the Lord and so getting kicked out and having one everyone disapproving of me just felt made me feel like I already knew that anyhow mm -hmm. so if you mm -hmm. want to uh, disapprove of me publicly go ahead mm. that almost felt better than feeling like you're disapproving of me privately and mm -hmm. just thinking it and not saying it mm -hmm. Cindy so. I want to thank you so much for being so open and yes. honest and vulnerable and that's like that's 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 exactly what we mm -hmm. we want but we like but I know that so many people wouldn't be willing to share mm -hmm. that and I just think oh. that that's that's just really touching and yes. I think that's such a ministry to, to just be able to share just those deep hurts and deep you know things that sometimes people are just scared to like mm -hmm. put out there and um anyway I just I'm I really well, appreciate you. you being willing to share that and yeah. I like you know obviously had Laura and I we're, weren't expecting that answer and so <laughs> I, right, I just thought like, you were gonna stick with the weekend job <laughs> yeah the weekend job thing <laughs> but but like we like we, we would have asked you permission had we known that like mm -hmm. but but like just thank you yes yeah. I echo that yeah, and I think it. I hope that it's uh, indicative of the freedom that you found now. Yes, yes, and you know, I've really kind of struggled with. Um, I'll just I'll just say it as frankly as I can. I have never been outside of Indiana as an adult ever, mm. and so coming down here in a way is freeing because no one knows me. They don't know my past. They don't know my mistakes. And so I've kind of struggled with, who do I want to be? Hmm. Do I want to be a redeemed child of God? And he separates our sins from us as far as the East is from the West. And so this is my identity now, and I don't have to drag that hmm. baggage with me. Or do I want to say, no, 
I am redeemed. And so the baggage just shows where I've been and how far God has redeemed mm-hmm. me. And so I'm still struggling with that just a little about, you know, who, who exactly am I? Because I know some people that just keep their past locked away because it's the old them and it's not Mm -hmm. the new them. And I know Mm -hmm. others who say, no, if I don't share my past, then they don't know what I've been redeemed Mm -hmm. from. So I'm, I'm just kind of still, I still feel a little bit of tension there. And, um, and I feel like, uh, like God is saying, whether you reveal anything or whether you don't, it doesn't change that you're redeemed. And, Mm -hmm. And I don't know that he really has a preference way, one way or another. No, I, I, it's, I it's, it's like I say with a, a lot of things, it's almost as if God has unique callings for each of us. Mm-hmm. Almost as mm-hmm. if that. Almost, almost as, as if, if there isn't just this protocol mm-hmm. of, of, yeah. of what he expects from each of us, but that he calls each of us to different things. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, and so we're the, with somebody that might be so painful that they can't, Mm-hmm. share that and they don't bring it to the future and maybe that's what God or bring it out into public mm-hmm. and maybe that's what God was calling mm-hmm. them to do and, and I, don't, I mean both of the options that you <coughs> named there's n- nothing wrong with either one of those right. and I think that you just listen to yourself and I guess each scenario that yeah. you're put in yeah when I I mean I just yeah I echo just that I appreciate you sharing and I do think it is um whenever God's redeemed us from something it's such a great testimony um Especially when somebody else, I can understand leaving it behind, but if you're carrying the shame of it still, mm-hmm. and that's why you're leaving something behind, yeah, I think when they hear somebody like you who, by all appearances, has it together and is, itself, <laughs> is accepting and funny and all those things, I think that can be such a, a testimony, such a witness to somebody else to be able to be like, there's hope, mm-hmm. I could be that, I don't have to carry the shame of this thing yeah. anymore. I know uh, yeah. one of the things that, like, when I was in seminary, um, that was like, so my family's kind of a mess, <laughs> uh, and uh, our parts of my family are kind of a mess, and uh, and I didn't grow. I grew up uh, Catholic. I didn't grow up like in the Protestant, you know, evangelical mm-hmm. church. And when I started going in college, the the people that I was around, or they were you know, they were all like these great families and, and um, just, you know, very centered and, uh, and very uh, just faithful people. And, and, and so it felt like this is not the, like, this is, this is not like me. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to seminary and um, it was even more like that, mm-hmm. I always said there was like a, 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 like a T chart of the Bible college people and the state school people. And I was well on the state school people side. Yeah. <laughs> I like, and never to the two should meet. That's not true. But I, yeah. but it, it de- I definitely felt like a state school person <laughs> at, yeah. at um, DTS. But, um, but it was, it was, um, in some ways, like I felt kind of ashamed and of your background, of my background, and not like I mean, my, I'm making it sound like like I'm making it sound like it's horrible, but um, but uh, but there were just you know like divorce and things like that that yeah. I just the, all these people that are like from generations of Christians who no one's ever been divorced, mm-hmm. no one's ever had any kind of addiction issues or anything, you mm-hmm. know, and um, and so when. I, my first semester, feeling kind of that way, and then sitting in Howard Hendricks' class and hearing him talk about his childhood, and all of a sudden it was it was it 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 just him sharing about like just the broken family that he mm-hmm. came from was such an encouragement to me that I that that was like a focus that wasn't something that. Mm-hmm. I needed to be carrying around, and mm-hmm. anyway, I, I, it, it, it yeah. the point I'm making in a very long, drawn out <laughs> way. That's the only kind of points I know how to make. Um, is just that I do think sharing that stuff really does a lot for people. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think yeah, because it, for me personally, it just it made me it made me take another step towards like just kind of accepting that as part mm-hmm. of my history mm-hmm. and part of something God. Could redeem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that the word it used, like, just encouraged you. And I think the same. And I've, I've been in um, 
another a couple of situations with you just on the prayer team. Mm-hmm. Um, you were on my team when we prayed, yes. and just you were an encouragement to me. Good. Then, so Good. I think um, I still want to hear more about the end of the eleven years. You said you <laughs> yes, can, yeah. yes. How, so how did you come back to the church? Yes. Um, the catalyst that started it was losing my dad. He was killed in an accident, and I was all of twenty five. But I knew, during my time away, it's not that I didn't ever not believe the things mm-hmm. that I had been taught. I always believed in God and Jesus and heaven and all of that. I just kind of felt like, you know what? This might work for you, but it doesn't work for me. And so when I lost my dad, it started to tickle in the back of my head. You better get your act together or you're never, ever going to see him again because he's in heaven And you're Mm -hmm. going to have to join him there if you ever want to see him again. And so, you know, let's see. I went back to the church when I was 32. So it still took a really long time from the time I lost him until I came back. But that was always there. That was always there. And so someone one time made the comparison that um, Jesus died to give us new life. And they said, did you ever think about the fact that maybe that was part of the good that God had coming out of your dad dying, that it was through your dad dying that you got a new life? And wow, at the time that just made me cry uncontrollably because I felt really responsible then. But also, I I mean, my dad was awesome and he loved me. And I know if he had ever gotten to make that choice that he would have. Not that I thought he did or that that was even a part of it, but I... And so it, it almost helped to redeem it somewhat for me that um, that that became part of, I don't know, my identity. Like, like my dad lost his life in order to bring me new life. And I'm just forever grateful. And God really ministered to me during that time um, that I started to real, I started to change how I thought about things. And you spoke of divorce. You know, in my God with big bushy eyebrows mm-hmm. and a frown, um, he was full of rules. And I always called, I broke them a lot. <laughs> and so I began to realize as I went through divorce that God hates divorce because he loves me and he sees the pain that it causes. Not because he's got this on his list and I just broke the rule. And so it started to slowly change my perception of God and who He is. And I'd say that's still going on in my life today. I still, the more I walk with the Lord, the more I realize how little I know about Him and, and how terribly screwed up I am. So, Amen. That gives no one hope, I'm sure. <laughs> no, it just gives me hope that somebody else has those thoughts, too. Oh, yeah. It's like, wow. I mean, I was walking this morning and thinking about some things and thought, wow, you just really. Every time you think you're two steps forward, then you realize, you know, that there's that many more to go. And so I heard a gal that I had a lot of respect for um, back in my early 20s. And I heard her speak one time, and she said every time that she accomplished something, she realized how big her garbage heap was. Mm -hmm. She goes, you know, in comparison to the glory and holiness of the Lord. That her accomplishments were in comparison. Mm. She said, "My it just makes my garbage heap grow." And at the time, I thought, "Oh, that's a pretty somber way mm-hmm. to look at life." But now I, re- I really understand. I was just visiting with my ninety-two-year-old grandma mm-hmm. this last week, and she was marveling at how, at ninety-two, she's still learning things about herself. She's mm-hmm. still learning things about God, and um, that God is showing up continuing to show up more and more for her yeah um and we're both just kind of like yeah that i mean it just keeps there's no end yeah to what we can learn um what can happen in our relationship with him what we can learn about ourselves and about him so i think that yeah i can understand how you would hear her speak and think oh my gosh i'm never gonna just arrive like it's never just gonna be no more garbage yeah um but i think that that it can be kind of exciting yeah that we just keep on learning yeah. And hopefully marveling. Um, so the end of the 11 years, you it was, a, it was a process. It wasn't just like at one point you just woke up and thought, 
going back in. No, no, but it became more and more apparent as life went on and as I made bad decisions that, um, that God's way was the only way that would work. And I remember one time just kind of working through that and it kind of like a light bulb coming on and going, you know, the only way that this works is God's way. And did I go back to church the next week? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> yes, no. naturally. <laughs> you know, but it, it was a slow process of, of me realizing more and more. And, and so my desire to see my dad again um, was coupled then with a, you know, I didn't, I'm beginning to understand who the Lord is more. And I'm beginning to understand how things work more in the kingdom than in the, you know, when you're young and you just think that everything that has to do with Christianity is the opposite of having fun. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't do this, this, and this because... Well, that is why I I have always loved um, uh, the the verse, His kindness leads to repentance. Mm -hmm. Growing up, like growing up kind of in Catholic in a kind of a guilt-based culture, not that... that I, um, I definitely, that, that's what wooed me. It, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, uh, the, the snooty girls from the Baptist student union looking down their nose at me in college in the mm-hmm. door. <laughs> that mm-hmm. wasn't it. It was, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it, it was, it was the, the girls that lived down the hall that, uh, you know, would borrow nail polish from me after they saw me coming at the, to the, the dorm drunk as anything mm-hmm. and saw me in Huddle House drunk as anything mm-hmm. and would still speak to me. Like, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it, I, you know, that I, and then just, and then his own kindness, of course, mm-hmm. too, but his, his kindness through other people. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely think that is, that is the woo factor of him. Um, yeah. His Mm -hmm. character, when you get to know it, it's hard to resist. Yeah. That irresistible grace. And like you were saying, that understanding that, yeah, there are some guidelines and standards in the Bible, but it's not because it gets us closer to God. It's because he's like, this is for your good. Yeah. Yes. This is, I'm not saying this because I've got bushy eyebrows and a grimace. (laughs) I'm saying this because. (laughs) Yeah, a frown. That's right. I'm, I'm saying this because I love you and I want your life to be good and this will make it better so I, th- I think yeah. that's something I've yeah I've definitely been the drunk girl in the dorm before <laughs> and felt judgment and acceptance from various people but then your turning point was when you got that Jesus fish tattoo that's oh no that was pretty much right in the this midst of it I just thought bone I know playa. at some point I'll turn this around it was either going to be Jesus fish or bone playa that's a story for another day <laughs> Were you drunk when you got the juice? I was not. Too. Okay. I was not drunk. Okay, that's good. <laughs> um, anyway, I we all have our little checkered past, don't we? Yes. But we're talking about yours today. <laughs> uh, well, hey, so one of the things, uh, and I think I, I think uh, Laura may have touched on this before when, before we started the recording, but. Um, with the podcast, what Kristen was talking about, or kind of, I don't know if that was what she was talking about, or, or what I was like, when when I when I saw that phrase, embarrassment of riches, I'm like, I love that. Like, I love that. Um, and I love that to describe the body of Christ and, and just how he just, he just dumps gifts. He just dumps gifts over and over into mm-hmm. the body. And, and how... We have these people among us, and uh, that we we don't even know what God has put in them yet, or um, and sometimes we do, but mm-hmm. but that's kind of what Laura and I are hoping to do with this is just to kind of like expose uh, the body of Christ to like, hey, here's what's in here, mm-hmm. here's here's what we've got in our body, and so can you talk to us a little bit about how you feel like God has uniquely gifted you? I know that's such a we. Every time we ask that, people are like, uh, "Squirm a little squirm bit." Because like, I have to say nice things. I have to brag about myself. But we're asking you to brag about yourself a little bit. How has God gifted you? Well, it's like bragging about God. So that's right. Oh, that's that's a good way to look at it. Well, I've done like shape. Are you familiar with all the gifts discernment tests yes. that are out mm-hmm. there? 
So I think I've taken probably three of them. I don't even remember the name of them all. Um, but definitely, if you've ever done the one with the animals, I am a beaver first and a lion second. So I have more of an analytical thinking, administrative type brain. Mm -hmm. So I like things organized and scheduled and I make lists. And so I like things like that. I like administrative work. Um, I like balancing checkbooks. I like making budgets. But uh, I like serving, but I like serving in a way that fits my personality. So my job in Indiana was I was an EMT. I responded to 911 calls in an ambulance. I did that for over 22 years. Wow. And part of the reason I love that was because you can take care of your patient. But the other half is, okay, here you are. How am I going to get you from here to here without hurting you more? So that you always had the problem solving going on the mm -hmm. whole time, mm -hmm. you know. And also the problem solving of this, these are your symptoms. What could be causing them? And so I think that's why I loved that so much is because it gave me a hit on the personable side of caring for people and serving them along with the analytical side of problem solving. So I really enjoyed that job. Um, when I came down here, I decided that that was going to be the end of that career because I wasn't certified in Texas and also because I'm getting to be of an age <laughs> where I don't think I want to keep a certain age. lifting people mm -hmm. anymore and mess up my back. Mm -hmm. Sure. So... I'll just keep my health while I've got so it. So how do, you, how do you use those gifts in the church? Well, um, Kristen very sweetly asked me to help cover her while she was on maternity leave last oh, year. Oh, cool. And then when she came back, she's like, you know, I really would be freed up to do some other things if you kept doing that job. And so, and I love doing that job. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of hits both things, too, because you get to... So what, know, are, what are you doing for Kristen? So for Bible study, uh -huh. um, Hendra and I help do some of the things. Like Hendra is very much serving. She comes early and makes coffee and cleans mm -hmm. up after and does things like that. Whereas mine is more like making sure everybody has prayer cards and turns in their surveys. And I usually so uh, like call the, the ladies to like order. The administrative and, stuff, um, yeah. the day-to-day -day operations for mm -hmm. women's... Bible study. Right. So. Okay. Right. Right. So um, I've gotten immensely interested in freedom prayer mm -hmm. from first when I got prayed for by Ray Sturdivant, who does that for a living, and it's connected with Time to Revive. And so when I found out about that ministry, I was very intrigued and wanted to go and see what it was like. And then when Pat and Annie brought Freedom Prayer to Dallas Bible, it's like, yes, because mm -hmm. this is awesome. And so um, Laura and I got to be much better acquainted through that. And I just believe in that passionately. Mm -hmm. And seeing the way that God shows up for people and is so kind and gentle and loving and personable with them. Mm -hmm. it's, it just blows me away. See, so I feel I like Laura's <laughs> making a face at me because Laura um, wants me to go through Freedom Prayer. And I um, kind of want to, but also it kind of sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> Scary. I yeah. um, I don't like to feel my feelings. <laughs> Did you hear all the wonderful things? That she I know, just said that? I know, but I, I but I'm scared of the scary feelings. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, that it's sort of funny because freedom prayer keeps coming up, and I'm like, stop it, <laughs> stop it with the freedom prayer, stop it with the freedom prayer. So we have a link to the <laughs> yeah, I can, I've wow. sent it to her. <laughs> I have texted it to her. <laughs> Yeah. And I said, just in case you ever need this. Yes. Uh -huh. There it is. Um, so you've, you've, that's just really struck a nerve with you. Yeah, I love being a part of that. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to launch a marriage ministry this fall. And um, Brian Radabaugh asked Roland if I, I, if we would be a part of that. And that, um, I don't know if we're the token divorced, remarried couple in the room. But, but Yay, crown of honor. <laughs> I don't care. Because it's like, yeah, 
Yeah, I do have experience in that. And it and it feels like a gift. Mm. It feels like God's saying, you know, this is just another way that I'm reading. Well, I can use your garbage heap. Yeah. You know, I can I can use <laughs> oh, your I, yes, I, like I can use expression. your junk. Yeah. And I think I mean I've I I don't know y'all well as a couple, but I've seen y'all together and I've gotten some exposure and I think y'all would be the uh, just a token married couple, not necessarily <laughs> just divorced and remarried. Yeah. <laughs> but that yeah. too. Yeah. But that, that too. too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, neat. I didn't know that they were the, that they were going to do a marriage something. I'm so excited to hear that. Well, depending on when you release this, it might have already happened. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. We're hoping that we're going to release it very soon. Is yes. our is oh, our goal? Okay. Yeah, we've got a few little administrative pieces to do, which is not our gift. I know. <laughs> so that what's, is what, what, what is we're holding us up to a me, little bit. Um, is I wasn't expecting you to be more administrative than me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's terrifying that I'm more administrative than anybody. <laughs> uh, all the things you get that, that you listed as your good uh-huh. things, I'm like, oh, that'd be so amazing. Like, my husband is gifted in those areas and, like, mm-hmm. loves to sit down and do a budget. And I'm like, no, yeah, I'd rather die. I would rather die, right? A, a slow death See, I right love that. Oh, no. I love that. Oh, yeah. Kyle and I count our Kyle and I count our uh, marriage anniversaries on tax seasons we survive. <laughs> like from filing our taxes together because it is oh painful. I begged you to get an accountant this year. We got an accountant. It was amazing because I'm like I just can't I can't make. No, it the hard this part time. for us is like getting all the documents oh, because the like that's like getting all the documents together is like where. It, it all falls apart there. So if I still have to do that, yeah. if I can't just pay an accountant to come, come to my to your house, house and rifle find through everything, everything. <laughs> yeah. if, if there's someone that's willing to rifle through all of that and try to log into my accounts that I haven't opened in a year, uh-huh. great. And print everything yeah, out. Then I'm, I'm yeah. all in. So Well, you had this question. What would be... What would be your big ask for how God would combine and use your gifts and passions? You know what I thought? She, she just said big ask. <laughs> yeah, my big ask. <laughs> I thought, okay, so I'm taking you to the hospital in the back of the ambulance while I'm balancing your checkbook and making out a budget for you. That would be your big ask <laughs> That's how I combine How my can we get all of these gifts. things? You just need to go to a nursing home and walk around and ask people, how can I help you with your finances? And... Do you need a beneficiary? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let that too. Do you need Make real good friends with the rich ones. Oh gosh. No, yeah. When I, I, I do, I'm always so impressed. Insert mildly jealous of people who are administratively gifted because I just have so little of it. I can fake it because my mom's very administratively gifted. So I've observed but usually it. Usually, artistic people are not as administrative. See, and so I don't think I'm artistically like gifted either. I just don't think I'm that gifted. <laughs> But that's okay. Whenever somebody asks you if you're left brain or right brain, I just say yes and no. <laughs> Both and none. Both and okay. none. Yeah. You know, I, so I actually do, I'm ch- I'm joking that you're more administrative than I am, although that is true. Like when we meet, mm-hmm. it is Laura that gets a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. I talk about all the things we need to do, and then Laura starts actually doing them. That's just because my memory has died with four children. <laughs> yes. But I do feel like I, I, am, I am really good at like, 30,000 feet point of view administration, like of seeing all the things that need to be done. Mm-hmm. Executing the things that need to be done, not my strong You need to call Cindy. I need to call Cindy. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, can, I can say, like when I'm planning an event, uh-huh. I, can, I can see all the pieces yeah. at once mm-hmm. of what has to happen, but like making all those things happen, I'm not so great about. I'm so, good at delegating. I was about to say, you're, you're good at bossing. I'm an excellent <laughs> boss. Yeah, I'm a good boss. I'm a good boss. At least I tell myself that. Yeah. So your big ask would be something that combines your gifts. Sure. Yeah, I know that that was sure. kind of a joke, but just something that you're passionate about people, you can do the administrative work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it also kind of sounds like you've found that place at DBC with just... The freedom prayer, the marriage stuff, yeah. working, doing some of the roles that frees up Kristen to do other things. Yes. But I'm also not working, and I'm not opposed to working. And so I ask the Lord somewhat regularly, 
what should I be doing? I have a little restlessness. What mm-hmm. do you have for me that I'm not discovering yet? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if, if he wants to put together a plan and lay it on me, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you'd be a huge blessing for somebody. Mm-hmm. Like a personal assistant. Can you just <laughs> Would you like to write up through my drawers <laughs> and try to log oh. into my whole that, That's not at all I, risque. It depends, it depends on what your weekend work is. That's right. Yeah. I will lie on the couch while you ask me potential passwords <laughs> that I could have used for an account. Sound good? Yeah. Girl, makes me just, I feel like I'm sweating just thinking about it. Um, well, I've, we've touched on this, but just in recent years, mm-hmm. um, how do you still desire to grow, or how how do you still how do you think God's been working on you recently? And this will kind of we'll kind of wrap it up with this. Okay. God has made me to be, as Roland calls it, a deep thinker. Mm. Um, I mostly hate that about myself mm. because I read through things in the Bible and I rarely just say oh okay mm-hmm. usually it's kind of like why and so I feel like I wrestle I very much identify with Jacob wrestling with mm-hmm. God and so I would really like to have more peace about that I would either like to wrestle less or I would like to accept the fact that God just made me a wrestler and mm-hmm. he did that for a good purpose not just to drive myself bananas mm-hmm. and I would that would be incredible for me because I'm doing this um, time to revive school. I don't know if you're familiar. Oh, I didn't know you were doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And we finished the Pentateuch. Praise the Lord. Mm. That's why I said I recently read through Leviticus. Mm -hmm. And so just reading through all of that stuff and the law and the way that women were treated and mm, yeah. You can wrestle with some of that pretty good. I wrestled with a lot of that. Mm -hmm. And there's no answers to those questions. Mm -hmm. There never are. There never will be. And when I get to heaven, I'm sure I won't care. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And so, um, it was a relief to get into the Gospels. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> the good news. Yay, the good news. Hooray right. for good, good news. news. Yeah. yeah. Now, I can ask new questions, but they're not so icky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there may be a little bit more hopefulness in, the, in there being an answer or some, you know. Yeah. Some sort of peace around it. Yeah. So I, I do feel like I, I'm a wrestler, and that's, mm. that's challenging. And so if, if God would help continue to clarify that so that I either feel comfortable with wrestling or mm-hmm. that I would learn to wrestle less, that would be great. Yeah. To let go and let God. That's right. <laughs> oh to be purpose-driven in your life. <laughs> to, oh purpose-driven, <laughs> to purposely drive yourself mad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I would hope for option A, um, that... That you would just kind of accept the wrestling because I think that's cool that you're a deep thinker and that you... Um... And maybe that's, maybe that's a, a that, I don't know because, you know, you've, you've taken all the spiritual gift inventories, but maybe that's, maybe that's a discernment uh, thing. I always feel like that's, that's, I'm a wrestler too, so mm-hmm. um, can't you see? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you got your guns. That's right. Uh, but, I, I mean, I think I'm a wrestler too and... I, I think part of that is that God uses, and I, I don't think I'm a deep thinker, or at least not about myself anyway, mm-hmm. um, but but I do think God uses that sometimes to kind of help me look for truth, look mm-hmm. for truth, mm-hmm. look for truth, check it with the word, look for truth. And, yeah. Um, That's why I like it. It's just I think you see more of him show up, and you get some a, a deeper answer. Um which I think can be associated, whether the answer is like going like God, yeah. like that, that there, he was doing something here and your, your answer is increased faith in that. Mm-hmm. Or if you just learn something else because you follow the bunny trail of footnotes in the Bible, uh-huh. you know? So I, I think, I hope option A. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of the time in the Pentateuch, my answer was, Okay, Lord, I just don't understand this at all, but I'm just going to have to let it go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just have to let it go. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I have to trust that you knew what you were doing by putting this down yeah. here. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Well, I Laura, feel that way a lot when I'm reading the Bible to my children. Before we close up, do you have an inappropriate incident? That's that's what your thing is. So mine, oh, uh, mine oh. is a... <laughs> no. I'm not, not, mine, mine is an I editor. Like, 
yours right. is an inappropriate thing. Is there some way that you can? Um, I mean, I could I could have elaborated on the weekend work thing. I think I played that in a lot, so we'll just let that be my thing I this time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's all I got. Um, Laura might have been uh, using expletives in our last no, one. I not don't really. Oh. So we haven't released any of these yet. I don't know if Kristen's going to let us. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a toss-up. We'll see. I feel like this one will be okay. I know. We're going to send her like, yeah, the first one. It's like... Well, that's what I didn't actually use a bad word. No, she didn't. I was telling a funny story, and I realized about Mid three... Story. Yeah, about 30 seconds in... I can't tell this story for a church podcast, but I pushed right through that feeling and made it to the other side of the story and and realized, yeah, I probably should have. And I'm, I've been begging um, she Jess's wants to edit it out, but I'm like, I'm like, no, it's going to be too awkward of a cut. But but I mean, Laura, you saying that it's like that's that's how I knew that Laura and I were kindred spirits. Is it's like there is this. Um, thing in me that happens where I start talking and I know that I am digging myself yeah. deeper and deeper still and, and then I going. even did it on Sunday yeah. <laughs> and I, just push right through and I, and I do I just like the, my, there's like the left brain that uh-huh. is saying stop, stop. talking it, it, nothing you, like you, like literally just stop talking mid sentence just cut it off and turn around and walk yeah, away that's right like it may be weird but it's not going to be weirder than you whatever you say next and yet i've never just stopped talking and run no. away no i haven't learned that lesson yet so that can be our big ass prayer well and you haven't arrived no that's you know, right you're, you're only at midlife maybe Oh, yeah. well, you know, I know with my so lime life, <laughs> skin, I look plug. so young. <laughs> you like my plug? <laughs> I have an open party. <laughs> Everybody just turned this on. <laughs> well, it, we will admire your clean, wrinkle-free skin as you lie in your caskets. So yeah. Like and we share stories about awkward now. things that you have said. Yeah. <laughs> the wrong company yeah cindy thank you so much you're welcome for being here i um i loved having you and we so far we are four for four of people that we've interviewed on this and want to get to know more and and be friends with so i feel like that's winning so far i know even if no one ever listens to this podcast that's right we like oh we we are loving these people loving it it's great yes it's been so much fun (laughs) yeah thanks for coming and thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time yep adios